0: Well, Andrew, that's the end of Simpsons Month. What a recording.
1: Uh, Satsu, did you hit the record button? No! (laughs)
0: Hello everybody, and welcome to the final episode of Simpsons Month. My name's Satsunami, and joining me today is none other than the lore master
1: himself, Andrew. Andrew, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Lore master is uh, giving me a lot more uh, credit than I deserve, I think. Okay, lore aficionado. Do you want to be demoted? I know the whole lore caption is taken by our friend S-Banks, so I don't don't know if I I want to enter that naming convention. Okay, the lore's assistant... (laughs) (laughs) assistant to the regional lawmaster executive junior vice law president
0: (laughs) so yeah by that very subtle introduction today we are doing what we do best in these themed months we are wrapping it up with
1: a petted themed month. I don't think I've got a steamed hams reference in yet. I, you know what? I referenced steamed hams to my partner's family the other day and they were just like, What are you talking about? That's the kind of thing I would feel like if I brought up with my family, they would just look in
0: disgust and be like, Get away from the table. Who raised you? Were well, you raised in a barn. But throughout this entire month, we have, of course, been talking about the good of The Simpsons. We've been talking about bad. We've been talking about the film. Really, we've just been talking about a Wide range of topics, but today we are going to be testing Andrew again because you are in the contestant seat. Are you excited?
1: Nervous? How are you feeling about this one? I'm pretty nervous, to be honest. Yeah, much more so than the Spider-Man month that we did. That's the only other trivia episode I've been a part of. I did pretty well on that, but Simpsons is much more my uh, speed, my expertise. Some might say it's my entire personality. So if I don't do very well on this, then I'll be uh, hanging my head in shame. Boy,
0: is his face face red I know I've used that joke this month Please don't sue me But yeah, today we are going to be doing what we do best We are going to be going through 10 sets of questions And all Andrea has to do is Guess whether these facts Are true or false If you want to play at home Then you are absolutely more than welcome to Please get a notepad out And yeah, feel free to play along But before we do dive into this Do you want to know a fun fact about this list? Go for it So a couple of weeks ago there we were talking about the Simpsons film and we talked about the fact that the Camp Krusty episode from season 4 was proposed to be the original film that they were going to use for the Simpsons I had that as one of my facts
1: Oh no. Yeah
0: and I was like I better write and that's what I thought, I thought I better write an extra one <laughs> just in case and lo and behold that came up in their Simpsons Month episode so
1: I was like yeah <laughs> I am so glad I did that. If you have any quiz questions, I quite like quiz questions as well over uh, true or false. If you have any to throw at me, then that would be quite fun as well. True or false, are you having a good time right now? (laughs) Like Ralph crying and turning the knob to the not happy button.
0: Look at this. You can hear the moment his heart breaks. But yeah, as I said before, we've done this for our Halo month, our Sonic month, Terminator month, and of course our Spider-Man month, which you absolutely blitz through. So see, without any further ado, are you ready? Do you have any questions about the rules? No, I think I'm ready to go. Uh, waved my hands there, like some kind of game show host there, even though you can't see me. (laughs) I saw it, don't you worry. Yeah, you can hear the whooshing of the air go by, I'm like an airbender. That's a different month. Get your pens ready, and we will be right back after these messages. Welcome to Chatsunami, a variety podcast that discusses topics from gaming and films to anime and general interests. Previously on Chatsunami, we've analysed what makes a good horror game, conducted a retrospective on Pierce Brosnan's run as James Bond, and listened to us take deep dives to both the Sonic and Halo
1: franchises. Also, if you're an anime fan, then don't forget to check us out on our subseries series Chatsunani, where we dive into the world of anime. So far, we've reviewed things like Death Note, Princess Mononoke, and the hit Beyblade series. If that sounds like your cup of tea, then you can check us out on Spotify,
0: iTunes, and all good podcast apps. As always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated. Life moves pretty fast and in this always-on-the-go world that we find ourselves in, it's becoming ever harder to pause and reflect on what we see. Yet if we don't, we miss the opportunity to experience the things that could truly change our lives. The Little Power of Inspiration aims to be that opportunity, to stop and savour not only the events around us, but the people, the experiences, the sights, and sounds. Through these inspiring stories and poems of love, redemption, and change, take a moment to really see all the inspirational treasures that are present. Inspiration is all around us.
1: All we have to do is look. This
0: episode is sponsored by Zencaster. If you're a podcaster that records remotely like me, then you'll know how challenging it can be to create the podcast you've always wanted. That's where Zencaster comes in. Before I met Zencaster, I was put a naive podcaster, recording on low quality, one track audio waves. <laughs> with Zencaster, you can kiss those fears goodbye as they provide crystal clear audio and HD video. Plus, with our all-in-one podcasting suite, recording with guests is extremely simple. From local recordings to post-production, Zencaster has it all. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code CHATTSUNAMI. You'll get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. I want you to have the same easy experience I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Okay, are you ready, Andrew? I think I'm ready to go. Question one. In 2003, a writer for The Simpsons would reply in character to you if you emailed Homer's address, chunkylover53, at AOL.com. However, due to an overwhelming amount of messages, this was scrapped, and the email was later hijacked by hackers who used it to
1: spread malware. True. Why are you thinking true? Show your work. Come yeah, <laughs> no, it it it's, it's it very much seems like the kind of mid two thousands kind of internet campaign they would have done for these kinds of initiatives. Are you saying like a writer from the show would respond? Yeah, I think it was a writer. That seems like a lot of work to put on a writer. Do you say that too many came in and they scrapped it? But but it it seems so logical that it would have happened. So I'm leaning towards true. Final answer. Yes. You are correct. Off to a great God. start.
0: It is true so that's initially where I was going to end the statement just that a writer of the Simpsons would reply to you in character if you emailed Homer's address and as I said, chunkylover53 at AOL.com and I thought okay, that's perfectly fine but turns out that not only of course did all the Simpsons fans just like bombard this with a whole load of messages, it was as I said, hijacked by hackers who if you replied to that then they would send you a message with, I think it was like Simpson facts or Simpson news, they would be like oh click this link for the latest preview This podcast is an attempt to spread malware yeah, for legal reasons, do not email that address unless you're like a cyber security expert or a Digimon. Either or, to be honest, that's the only, <laughs> that's the vague diagram we've got going on <laughs> Digimon cyber security experts in the middle, chat tsunami enthusiasts. But yeah, it, it was quite interesting to hear, though, that technically it's still about, but just a kind of relic of the time, so well done. That's number one. Tipped off. Okay, you ready for number two? Hit me with it. Number two. On February 9th, 1997, The Simpsons surpassed The Flintstones with the episode The Itchy and Scratchy and Poochy Show as the longest-running primetime animation series in the United States. Initially, they had planned to do an episode that would be a direct parody
1: of the Flintstones, but due to licensing issues, they were forced to scrap the episode. You're saying the Itchy and Scratchy and Poochy show marked the longest-running animated Western TV series? Yeah, in the US. In the US. That doesn't seem right. I feel like there must be at that point in time there must have been a longer running animated TV show. Itching Scratchy and Poochie show must have been like season eight, maybe. So we're a couple hundred episodes in. It's been it's been like eight years, eight or nine years since the show came out. I'm gonna say false. Final answer. That is my final answer. You're correct, it's false.
0: Not so much for the first bit though, you're wrong on that technically. <laughs> okay. No, the second part of initially they had planned to do an episode that would be a direct parody of the
1: Flintstones. Yeah, that's the false bit. Okay. They had already parodied the Flintstones in a different episode where Homer rides down and then he sings like about a crash into a chestnut tree. Yeah, same. same. Homer Simpson He's about to crash into a tree Ah! So
0: Question three, in the show, and this is going to be a weird one, so bear with me. Oh, this is the weird one. Oh, it only gets weirder from here. In the show, God and Jesus are the only characters depicted as having five fingers instead of the Simpsons' regular four.
1: There is a scene in which they see a magazine cover that discusses someone with five fingers and they show visible disgust. I don't know if that counts as a character as such, but they do address the fact that other people have more than four
0: was that not a line about the future? Oh. Would they say, oh, in the future we'll have five
1: fingers. And he goes, five fingers? Gross. No, I think you're right. I can't even remember yeah, what I think, I think you does. are right. Yeah. I knew the thing about God. I didn't realize they did that for Jesus as well. I didn't know they gave him five fingers. I feel like they must have given another character five fingers, though. I'm going to say false. Final answer? Yes.
0: It is unfortunately true. No! Okay. I actually didn't realize this until I went back. I was like, there is no way he has
1: five fingers and then I looked at the screenshots and I was like
0: wouldn't you know yeah
1: I knew that fact about their depiction of God always having five fingers as I said I didn't know that they did that for Jesus as well
0: yeah there's that throwaway joke I can't remember what episode it is but remember when they depict Bart, Lisa and Maggie as being realistic and they've got five fingers and normal coloured skin as opposed to the Simpsons yellow and then Homer screams and runs away Mm -hmm. I mean that's the only other time I can remember a character having five fingers, but I have to admit, even that was just like what's a bizarre one. But speaking of bizarre <laughs> Ready for question four? Yeah, I'm already crestfallen by my wrong answer already. So question four. In the intro of The Simpsons, we see an inattentive cashier scan Maggie through the till with the value $847.63 pops up. This was estimated to be the monthly cost of raising a baby in 1989.
1: I think that is false. I think words show up. When they scan the till and it says not valid or like not registered or something. I don't think it's numbers that show up. So you're going for false? I'm going for false for that one.
0: You are wrong. Turns out it's true. No. Oh no. I know the episode you're thinking of though. Is it a clip show episode that tells you that? Is it The Simpsons Spectacular with Troy McClure hosting? Yeah, that's where I got it from. So it says in that that it's words? Yeah, they say like NRA forever or something like that. I think they make that joke. like that. So, in the classic seasons of The Simpsons, the register flashes up with $847.63. And, apparently, it's and this is the nerdiest thing ever, it's an in joke aimed towards economists among the show's audience because when it first aired in 1989, $847.63 was the average monthly cost of raising a child in the US, which is absolutely crazy. Now, maybe that's a fair though because that's only for the classic seasons whereas i think see for the latest
1: seasons they did update it okay economists in the crowd you explain ready for number five yeah now i'm two and two it's not like i'm already doing worse than i did for the spider-man one don't worry you'll flip your way back up number five in 1995 A
0: limited run of a Simpsons-licensed hair dye was recalled from shops as, in an ironic twist of fate, would cause clumps of people's hair to fall out. This caused people to dub it the Homer hair dye before
1: it was quietly retired. Hmm. I don't know if I'm overthinking this, which I probably am, but there is an episode where Marge's hair falls out in clumps, so I'm wondering if it instead was a Marge hair dye, but then it would also have to be blue, I would think, so That maybe that doesn't make sense. I don't imagine it was a blue hair dye that was the issue. I'm gonna go with true. Final answer? Yes. It's false. God <laughs> But see when you said about that
0: episode... I know exactly the one you mean. It's the one where Marge becomes stressed and her hair falls out. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. (laughs) What a coincidence. (laughs) Turns out there is no, as far as I know anyway, there was no Simpsons licensed hair dye in the shops that would cause your hair to fall out. Unless it was really quietly retired. (laughs) But you ready for the next one? I don't know that I am. You've got this. Come on. You were only two questions away from retirement. <laughs> Question six. Upon playing the game The Simpsons hit and run for the first time, creator Matt Groening kicked Marge all the way to the quickie mark. True or false?
1: So Matt Groening on his first playthrough of hit and run kicked Marge all the way to the quickie mart. Yep. That doesn't feel like something that Groening would do. Take your time. <laughs> Trying to think. I just want to try and give more justification for whatever bullshit answer I pull out. You see, it's all connected. Frantically pinning threads (laughs) together on a board. True. Final answer? Yes. You are correct. Thank God, oh my God. Good thing you changed your answer at the last
0: minute there, but yeah, apparently that's true. In The Simpsons Hit and Run, it is a very, as you know, a watered-down version of GTA, and you can kick characters, but they kind of fall down more like mascots in a theme park or something. They kind of like flail the limbs, and if you kick them enough times then the police will show up, and I remember there was a story where the developers were like do not under any circumstance hit marge or anything as you're playing this homer in front of matt Grading. and apparently that was the first thing he did <laughs> he grabbed the controller and he kicked marge all the way to the quickie mark which i think that's quite a fair distance so i suppose fair props to him but not expected
1: <laughs> oh dear
0: so, you ready for number 7? Yeah, give me number 7. This is another gaming-themed one. In the 2007 game, The Simpsons Game, which parodies a number of gaming genres, there's a level where you must travel to an RPG themed level, including getting the chance to catch Sparklemon. However, the entire level was nearly deleted when Nintendo nearly sued over their designs and forced EA to amend them in order for the level to go ahead. I feel like I should
1: have heard of that. that seem i mean that definitely seems like something nintendo would do but i didn't hear anything along those lines not that i was paying that much attention to the world of simpsons video games around 2007 i think that's when the simpsons game came out i'm gonna say false final answer yes you are correct. It is indeed false.
0: Yeah, there is a level based on JRPGs and Pokemon, Katamari and those kind of Japanese centric games. But yeah, as far as I know anyway, there was no lawsuit or anything with Nintendo over the Sparklemon, which is a very real level where it's like you have to use your Sparklemon to fight against, I think it's Millhouse. <laughs> of oh, people. Random. Like he's dressed as the is it Katamari? You are know, the guy that gathers up all the things into a big ball Mm -hmm. and he just keeps rolling it. Yeah, like the big guy from that. That's what he's dressed
1: up as. Weird.
0: Yeah, it's a really weird one.
1: Also off-recording, so The Simpsons Hit and Run would have made a more interesting joke in The Simpsons movie with that Grand Theft Walrus if they'd done something along those lines. Hit (laughs) and (laughs) walrus? I don't know. It's better than Grand Theft Walrus, okay? (laughs) Okay.
0: I don't know, I'm not paid by them. Although if you'd like to pay us, patreon.com forward slash Jackson please check us out Mark Graining. give us that sweet sweet Yellow Simpsons money. And on that note, ready for question eight? Yep, shoot it. During the Who Shot Mr. Burns episodes, there were a number of ad campaigns, including clues printed onto pieces of paper hidden inside of certain packets of candy. However, in one such instance, a concerned shopper saw the words I shot Mr. Burns on a piece of paper out of context and called the police convinced that there was a shooter
1: in the store again that seems like such an outlandish story that would it would have been shared more i don't think that that happened there was a bit of a campaign surrounding the who shot mr burns but i don't think they ever went as far as that so my instinct tells me that that's false you sure about that yes thousand percent sure yes are you steamed ham sure
0: yes yeah you're right You bastard. It's false. <laughs> yeah, it's false. As far as I know, there was no campaign to have a fortune cookie it's candy wrapper that said, I shot Mr. Burns. Much more morbid Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, that's actually the inspiration I had when I was writing that. Run home, Charlie. Hide the gun. <laughs> Anyway, my fanfiction aside, yeah, that's right. As far as I know, there was loads of campaigns at the time, but having I shot Mr Burns on someone's butterfinger wasn't one of them. Yeah, you're right. Okay, we have two to go. So out of curiosity, Andrew, how many have you got right so far? Five out of eight. So just to recap, yeah, you got the chunky lover fifty three one right. You got the itchy and scratching and picture show one right. You got the march getting kicked to the quickie mark correct, right? and you got the Simpsons game sparkle one question right, and you got the who shot Mister Burns one right. So yeah, ready for question nine, the penultimate and the final. Yeah, go for it. Question nine: The comic book guy's real name is Jeff Albertson. That's a, the that's a question. <laughs> yeah,
1: I figured. I heard it semi-recently, so I have heard his name before, but I don't think it's Jeff Albertson. But there's also been a lot of... I'm doing some metagaming right now. There's been a lot of falses. I feel like you probably would have added this many falses in a row, so... Maybe it is correct. I'm going to lean that it's true. I'm going to say that that is true. You sure? Yes. I think carefully now. <laughs> this is the penultimate question. Yes. True? Yes. Final
0: answer? Yes. Yes, it's true.
1: See so when you start quizzing me like that, I know I've got it right. Cause like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I have to admit, I had no idea that his name
0: was even revealed until I was looking up this. So apparently it was revealed in season 16 in the episode Homer and Ned's Hail Mary pass. So that was two seasons before the film, which I did not know. I was expecting it to be a more recent season. I think the joke behind it is that it's just such a common name that Jeff Alberts, that's like it's not anything exciting like Homer J. Simpson
1: being Homer
0: J, literally J-A-Y. There's
1: a lot of names ending in son in the Simpsons world. Is like the Simpsons, there's Carl uh, Carlson, Albertson others, <laughs> etc. <cetera>. Wiggumson, <laughs> the Flandersons
0: <laughs> Yeah, no I know what you mean. So yeah you have 6 out of 9 Final question, question 10 Are you ready for this one? As ready as I'll ever be Now this could be an easy one I don't know. So, question 10. Armin Tamsarian. Well, this is actually a Principal Skinner question. Wow, okay. (laughs) <laughs> Very good coincidence. Principal Skinner's prisoner number in Vietnam was 24601, the same prisoner number as Twin Peaks's Hag Jennings and Les Mis' Jean Valjean.
1: True or false? That's interesting. If it's true, I hadn't noticed that before. did wouldn't think you'd get a prisoner number in Vietnam. Not that the show follows any kind of historical accuracy, but they're all a bunch of Broadway nerds I bet it is true final answer yes I'm gonna say it's true and to take away the final point to get seven out of ten the answer is false ah oh, no no I'm just kidding it's true yay <laughs> praise be to jeebus five finger jeebus five finger jeebus This is like you're stealing something. (laughs) Does seem like like an old switcheroo, doesn't
0: it? Do you want to know where I first learned this number, actually? You know, in the Beast Sharps episode, you might not have noticed this, but there's a particular moment where Skinner's talking to Herman, you know, the army guy with one arm. Yeah. He's talking to him and he comes across his old helmet from Vietnam and he says exactly the same thing. He goes, 24601, that was my old number. He puts on the helmet and Herman's Says, it's a small world. Why? Then he goes, it is. It really is. (laughs) So, yeah that was correct 24601 which i have to admit i'm a massively miss nerd so i picked that up when i first saw it and i was like oh my god
1: they're nerds just like me as i said i know that the writers room around that kind of time were huge huge broadway nerds and had lots of references to broadway so that does not surprise me in the least but also math nerds as far as i remember well there were a lot of them were harvard grads yeah that's what i said <laughs> they're very much like college elitists like they'll often make jokes about like other very nice colleges and disparaging them so yeah just to recap you got question one correct the chunky lover one you got question
0: two correct with the itchy and scratchy and you show you got question six correct with the kicking marge to the quickie mark you got seven correct with the sparkle moon trivia you got eight with the false who shot mr budge trivia number nine with the comic book guy's real name being jeff albertson and last but not least you got the 24601 correct so how does it feel to be a lower aficionado in the simpsons
1: yeah i don't know if seven out of ten can qualify me as a lower aficionado i think i need to get back and do some more homework you need a rocky montage to study up on it a rocky montage of me just watching the simpsons i'm sure that's something that my family and friends definitely don't expect of me i can't wait to see eye of the tiger playing as you're eating popcorn on a couch (laughs) just like dun dun dun
0: Oh, well done. 7 out of 10 so too bad. I mean, was that not what you got for Spider-Man month?
1: I think I got 9 out of 10 for Spider-Man month. Did you get 9 out of 10? I think so. It's been a while, to be honest, so it might have been uh, less than that, but I'm pretty sure I did pretty well that. Yeah, you did really well. I was surprised. I was like, shoot,
0: I need to up my game for the next one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I got 7 out of 10 for this one. On that note, that, of course, is the end of Simpsons month. And yeah, before we wrap up, if you
1: want to get in contact with us and actually let us know. Wait, it, this is the end? You're just going to end Simpsons Month with a trivia episode and good luck? I don't recall saying good luck. Oh. But yes, my dream job as a Cracker Factory assistant. I can't even remember. What does he do? So I watched the episode recently. So he was the owner of a Cracker Factory and then inherited it from his family. And then he was really bad and ended up being eclipsed by a rival Cracker Factory. And I think he then got a job from them as like a lower end manager in the Cracker Factory, and then they took issue with his divorce and so fired him.
0: So you knew that, but you didn't know that Jesus had
1: five fingers. Yeah, well I watched that recently. (laughs) What's 5 finger Jeebus done for me recently?
0: But in all seriousness, Andrew, thank you so much for joining me on this fantastic month of June to, yeah, discuss a series that is very near and dear to us.
1: No, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed uh, this themed month. It's been a long time coming that we did this much content related to The Simpsons, so I hope everyone enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. As I said, if you'd like to reach out to us and tell us how you did, then
0: you can either catch us on social media over on Twitter at ChatsunamiPod. You can also reach out to us on our contact page on our website, podpage.com forward slash chat tsunami, where you can also catch up on our previous episodes for the month. So if you haven't caught up with them, then what are you doing? Go back, go back. Also, I just want to let you all know that we also have a Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash chat tsunami, where you can get episodes not only a week early, but you can also get exclusive episodes and content over there. I'd also like to thank our Pandalorian patrons, Robotic Battle Toaster, and Sonia. Thank you both so much for supporting the channel. But until then, it's time to leave work early, grab a buzz cola, and as always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated.